Hello, hello. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Day Buffalo Podcast. This is episode two. I'm excited to be here. Um, it's cool to have episode two coming out uh, so soon. But um, today we are talking a little bit more about free agency. This is not going to be all about who the Bills already have like last week, uh, but it will be about who the Bills might need to bring in. Uh, And the Bills are in need of a lot of certain positions. So without further ado, I'm going to kind of go down the list of the things the Bills need, the uh, positions that they need first, and then we'll talk about the specific guys that we could bring in to fill those roles. Um, So starting off with edge rushers, edge rushing is definitely something we need. We have seen throughout the league how important edge rushing can be, how uh, impactful it can be on big games. Uh, Like I said last week too, um, in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, we saw a lot of heavy pass rushing. There was a lot of good passing teams left in the playoffs, uh, even late uh, with like Buffalo, Kansas City. Uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, all those four teams that were in the championship games all had great passing passing offenses. And the teams that ended up losing all those games were kind of derailed by strong pass attacks. So edge rushing is definitely something we need. Linebacker, I believe we'll probably go linebacker in the draft. Uh, So I probably won't really highlight a guy in this for linebacker and free agency. Because I don't think there's too, too many options, but I think that could be one of our first or second round picks. Uh, Second up, or third, cornerback. Definitely need someone at that cornerback two position. Uh, Trey White, we know he's going to lock his side, but who is going to be across from him at the CB2 spot? And then what can happen at the CB3 spot? Uh, Because that'll be important too. Uh, Rotation at the CB2 spot with the CB three. And then when we're kind of playing that nickel defense, uh, who can come in and play that run support and uh, kind of be higher up into the defense uh, in those help situations. O-line, most likely a guard. It seems like we can only keep Feliciano or Daryl Williams, not keep both of them as much as I want to keep both of them. I think they're probably going to stick with Daryl Williams on the right tackle side. There's more guards to be had uh, in the draft and in free agency. So we'll see what they do with that. But um, I'm thinking we're probably going to have to be looking for a guard. I do do very much want to keep Feliciano, though. Uh, he's, like I said last week, again, he's a great team chem guy and some someone we really need around, especially for the run game. But money is tight. We all know how that is with the Bills this year, so cuts will be imminent. Next, uh, potentially a wide receiver. I think if John Brown ends up leaving the Bills this offseason, a wide receiver is going to be a need. We have our core guys, Beasley, Diggs, and Gabe Davis. But someone to round out that that, that four-man core group is going to be big for us, and I got Two pretty solid options in free agency coming up soon. And lastly, the running back situation. I am not team sign a running back at all. I think Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and Antonio Williams can get the job done. Whoever we see get 
the most snaps. Uh, who's to know? We'll find out in September. But um, that running back situation will be discussed later on in the show. So to get it started, we're going to start with a D-end. Uh, someone who can rush that edge with the best of them. Uh, Mr. Trey Hendrickson, who played on the New Orleans Saints last year. I'm very high on Trey Hendrickson. His stats from last year were 13 and a half sacks, 25 tackles, and one forced fumble. Obviously, he's a pass rusher, uh, but that's what we need. He seems to be getting better every year, and I think this could even be a great counter to what we could have had with J.J. Watt. Uh, he's younger. He's kind of getting closer and closer to his peak. He is projected to make $10 million per year, which is the number that I wanted to sign J.J. Watt for. But um, obviously, we saw that he got $15.5 million, uh, so I don't think he would have taken $10 million. But Trey Hendrickson, who's been playing, I believe, on his rookie contract, when I checked spot rack, it looked like he wasn't really making a lot of money, but he was producing pretty well. Uh, so that $10 million per year, I don't think is a too, too, isn't too bad of a number for a guy getting up into his prime. Uh, if you want a good established edge rusher and don't want to take a chance on a draft pick, it's going to be expensive. So $10 million I don't think is too, too bad, but we're definitely going to be looking to spend money at that spot. For a guy like Trey Hendrickson, who had 13 and a half sacks last season, uh, that market value of 10, 10.3 isn't very bad. Uh, we know we know how important edge rushing is. Like I said, if if we can get a good edge rusher across from Jerry Hughes, this defense can be really, really scary because Jerry Hughes last year produced very well. Uh, sometimes his stats weren't saying that he was, but he was getting the quarterback as much as he possibly could. And a guy like Trey Hendrickson can uh, do just that too. He doesn't get too many tackles. Uh, he played, I think, like 70% of the snaps last year, which is pretty solid for a D-end. Usually those guys are kind of rotated in and out pretty quickly because they are a heavy workload position. So we'll see. But I think Trey Hendrickson is one very good option. The next very good option at D-end is Carl Lawson. He played on the Bengals last season. Uh, like so he's a great option uh he's his season stats last year five and a half sacks 36 tackles and two forced fumbles and he's got a projected market value of 8.8 .8 million so a little cheaper than hendrickson uh near the same age i'm not too sure why it's almost like a two million dollar difference uh, but that's just spot racks kind of uh, algorithm. They make those numbers. I just believe them. <laughs> um, so being able to acquire either Trey or Lawson will require cuts and pay cuts for current current Bills players for sure. Uh, we see already Morris is leading by example and is now saving the Bills an extra $2 million to stay with them. So they restructured his contract. So he's making a little less money so the Bills can bring in some extra guys. So we are already seeing... Uh, Bean and the rest of the Bills organization is kind of on board with taking some pay cuts, getting some more money to be available. And for Morris to do that, that means a lot for this team because Morris is so important to this offensive line. He's important to Josh Allen. 
that center and quarterback chemistry is really, really important. And it's kind of overlooked a lot. You know, we don't, no, no one ever talks about center quarterback chemistry, but keeping the consistency with the center, it's very, very important. So I'm glad that Morse did that. And uh, I think that goes to show what a great guy he is and how much he wants to win with this team. I think we'll see some more guys taking those pay cuts, those in days to come. A guy like Jerry Hughes, who I was just talking about, may make his contract a little bit smaller to fit another power rusher um, on that defensive line to get after those quarterbacks, make some noise, and make this defense even better. Another plus to Carl Lawson is he's coming from a terrible Bengals team, uh, and he may want to play for a contender like Buffalo and be a part of a defense that's already good, uh, and he could kind of get his name on the map more uh, than what it was when he was on that Bengals team. Uh, you know, you just don't really hear about the guys that are on those bad teams. You And Buffalo is, is trending upwards exponentially. And I think he might want to, he might be the type of guy that's going to want to play for a team that can make some noise in the playoffs and possibly win a Super Bowl. Next up on the needs list, we're going to cornerback. And I think we go CB in the draft, but just for fun, let's talk about who we could talk at, who we could take at the cornerback position in free agency this upcoming season. I really think there's only one guy that we should be signing uh, in free agency when it comes to cornerbacks, and that guy is Richard Sherman. He's established. He's got a very, very good resume. He got injured last season, so he doesn't have too many stats to kind of speak on where he was at last year. But in 2019, with that Super Bowl contending or that Super Bowl team in the 49ers, he had a great season. I think he had something like three or four interceptions and um, was just very viable at that spot. And I think him being a CB2 across from Trey is an even better spot for Sherman. Like, he's not going to be the, the the featured cornerback. He's not going to be the guy that is making all the plays. But this is a very good spot for him. This isn't also isn't like the signing of Josh Norman. Very similar times in their career. You know, like, they were they were – certainly hall of fame top tier talent uh, in their younger years. But I think Richard Sherman's game is kind of translating a little bit better to his older age. So I think bringing a guy like him in is a huge, huge improvement. Uh, this past year, his production was reduced, but it doesn't mean he isn't a decent CB2 option, especially if we have a good CB3 option. So if we re-sign Levi, which in order to get Sherman, I don't think would really be possible. But just for fun, let's just think about Levi, Trey, and Sherman and how nice of a corner trio that would be. You know, you got Trey, zone coverage, complete lockup corner. Richard Sherman, who's also a great zone and a great man corner. Uh, and then in tandem with Levi Wallace, who's a great tackling cornerback. You know, you can't really rely on Levi Wallace to make those huge plays in the passing game. Even though he has in the past, he's just not reliable at that spot. So putting him at the CB3 and seeing those three guys out there would be a really, really great trio. 
Um, but like I said, in order to get Sherman, we probably can't re-sign Levi. So let's think about this more realistically. We could also draft a cornerback option. Uh, and what I just learned yesterday actually was that we have a perfect amount of money just with raw cap space with no cuts to sign all of our draft picks. And a couple of weeks ago, that wasn't true. So now we can get a guy in the draft at cornerback and still pay him, which is really, really big. So we could draft a cornerback for the CB3 spot along with Sherman coming in or give Dane Jackson the opportunity that I really think that he deserves. I was watching some highlights yesterday of some games and Dane Jackson, he just always kind of found a way to appear. You know, he always just found a way to show up and be a big part of a play. And I think he's just that, that type of guy that he just, he just finds the big play and he goes and makes it. So I think Dane Jackson, you could see him getting some burn at the CB3 spot. And if he's playing behind Sherman, you just know he's going to learn a ton from one of the smartest corners that's played in recent history. Uh, last, like I said, last year, he only played Sherman only played five games. So his stats aren't very reliable for an estimate on how he can be in 2021. He's a 10 year vet with a market value of 9.9 million, which is a little steep in my opinion. Uh, for a guy on the tail end of his career, but he is still ranked as a top 20 corner in the league on spot track. And if we got a top 10, top five corner and Trey, and then a top 20 corner on the other side, I see no problems with that. I think that'd be a really good signing. Uh, if we can move the right money around and get that nine to 10 million uh, open for Richard Sherman, I'd love that. So next we're going to O lineman, most likely a guard. And I've been seeing a lot of Richie Incognito talk. Please, please, please no. I do not want Richie Incognito back on this Bill Phillip Bills team. I don't think it's what we need. Uh, I, I know that our beloved Deion Dawkins was uh, recruiting him over Twitter, but I really, really don't think that he's the guy we want to bring onto this team at this point in his career. He has a track record of being a, kind of a team chem record. I don't think he's the guy we like. I don't think he's the guy we need. 37 years old is really old for the NFL. And I think we kind of need more youth on the line. You know, we can see that in Dion, in Dion Dawkins, like having that exceptional youth on the team can really kind of boost the, the production of the rest of the offensive line. So I think we, we, I think we go offensive guard in the draft. Richie Incognito is not the answer. I don't know why people really want him. He, he didn't really play last season. He had, he played 74 snaps, played in two games. Uh, I, I, he must've gotten injured. I'm not too familiar with how his season went last year. I didn't watch too much Raiders football, <laughs> but um, going for the draft, going for an offensive guard in the draft is the play. I think, you know, getting that young talent in, uh, it's just more promising talent, someone that you can kind of develop. Richie Incognito is not going to develop any longer. He's going to sign for one year, give you most likely lackluster uh, run run blocking, and that's really it. So the guy I kind of want to bring in 
through the draft is Wyatt Davis out of OSU. Really, really nice balance. Uh, he's powerful when he needs to, and that's super important. Someone that's not going to overly use their power and um, kind of get caught in trying to pancake someone all the time. He, he is smart with his pancakes. He's smart with when to drop that shoulder, and he, he's a, a really good option, I think. And he's kind of projected anywhere between round one and round three. So he could be available for the Bills in round one or two. And I, I don't think that's a bad option at all, taking a, a solid offensive guard in the draft. You know, I mean, it's not a glamour position, but it's something that we most certainly need on the Buffalo Bills. Next up, we're talking wide receivers. So, like I said, John Brown could be out. John Brown may or may not be on the Bills, sadly, this upcoming season. So... Who are we going to replace him with? Um, I got two guys. One guy from Kansas City, Demarcus Robinson, and the other guy from New England, Demir Bird. I've heard some talk about both of these guys, so I kind of I kind of listened to that, and I, I like those two options. So I'm kind of copy and pasting a bit from some other people on maybe Twitter or other podcasts. But these are two guys that I liked hearing about. Um, these are two great options. Demarcus Robertson has the speed like McKenzie and Roberts uh, and could definitely be a return game threat, but he's got way more ability to become more impactful in the passing game and on screens. Uh, this is especially important for those wide receiver screens that Dable likes to run with John Brown. I can't remember how many times I saw that play. I think there's a, there was a really, really great one against the jets. I think week one and, and he, uh, John Brown's just built perfectly for that. But I think Demarcus Robinson is as well. Uh, you know, he's got that speed, he's got that breakaway speed, and he can follow those blocks and straight to the end zone, just like John Brown can. Uh, last week I was talking about how John Brown is super important to this offense, but his talent can most certainly be found elsewhere. I, I like him as a threat. I like John Brown as a threat, but with how much we may have to pay him, he's definitely most likely going to be a cut for us. So Demarcus Robinson could definitely be somebody that could kind of fill in for him. Um, so yeah, uh, if John Brown, Roberts or McKenzie gets cut, Robinson is a great guy to bring in who won't break the bank either. He's got a projected salary of around 2 million, which is affordable for the services he can bring the bills. Uh, we don't want to pay another wide receiver a whole boatload of money. It's not really worth it. There's no point to it. We have an all-world receiver in Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley is a beast in the slot, and Gabe Davis is an upcoming star, in my opinion. So I think bringing in a guy that can be a solid wide receiver four option behind Davis, Beasley, and Diggs uh, for cheap is really, really important for the Bills. Uh, next up, Demir Bird. That is my secondary option. So I'd want Demarcus Robinson first if we can't get him. Or if we don't get him, I'd want Bird. He had a fine year with the Patriots, but I think he has more talent than what we saw. The Patriots had terrible quarterbacking last season, as we saw in Cam Newton, who came out and just didn't play like 
any Cam Newton we've ever seen. Uh, Bird never really had the chance to be better than what he was. Uh, he, I think he's better. I think with a better quarterback and better receivers around him, like Stephon Diggs, who he can learn from, like Cole Beasley, who he can learn from, and even Gabe Davis, um, he'll be a much better player. The only thing that concerns me with him is his fumble issues. He does have some fumbling issues. I think he had something like three or four fumbles. And from a receiver, that's just not what you want to see. You know, all the receivers in the Bills seem to have such good control of the ball other than our guy Dawson Knox, <laughs> who seems to drop the ball all the time. But um, fumbling issues haven't really been a problem for the Bills yet. And I don't want to bring in a guy that is kind of known for that. Um, so... That's kind of that's the reason why he's my secondary option. I think Demarcus Robinson has a lot more upside than Demir Bird does, especially with the speed that he has and the fact that he could take over in the return game um, on punts and kickoffs. So that's all I got for wide receivers. Lastly, the running back situation. If the Bills were to get a running back in free agency, which they probably would not. They could get a guy like Jamal Williams from Green Bay. I find it highly unlikely that we're going for a running back in free agency because Singletary and Moss are actually good backs. Uh, contrary to a lot of people's beliefs, especially on Twitter, I see a lot of Singletary and a lot of Moss slander, and I do not like it because these guys are really, really solid at their position. And I don't think that our issues in the run game were our, our running backs, but they were more of our offensive line, the consistent changing of who's going to start and the fact that the Bills could never really get the right guys in the right positions to make that running game better than it was. Another thing is we didn't really, we kind of realized that the running game wasn't our strong suit. So we just didn't run the ball. So like you look at the numbers and you're like, wow, the running game was terrible, but we also didn't run the ball in a lot of games. You know, like we played like that Seahawks game. I watched that game back and we had like, I, it might have been the, just the first half, but I think there was two carries. The Bills carried the ball two times, and they just let Josh Allen sling it around the yard, which I'm totally fine with because when we give the ball to Josh and let him control the game, it seems like we play at a much better pace and we, we kind of put up the points we need to. But we need that run game for when we put up those points in the first half. So when we come out in the third half or in the third quarter, we can – just kind of bleed clock, bleed clock, because there were so many games this past season that the fact that we didn't have a run game kind of bit us in the ass because we couldn't bleed any clock. We, the game was just kind of being extended by we, we'd go three and out or we'd go get a one first down and then have to punt the ball off. And that's not going to be – that's not the recipe for winning a Super Bowl, you know? Like you got to put games away and you got to put them away early. If you can put up 28 points and a half like we were somewhat consistently last season, we got to be able to put teams away. Like I, I can't remember how many times I saw us being up by 14, 21, 24, and all of a sudden at the end of the third quarter, it's a seven-point game. So we got to get this running game locked down. And if, if we're going to take someone in free agency, Jamal Williams is definitely that guy that can kind of give us that power running and a little bit of speed. Um, he played behind Aaron Jones last year. 
had himself a decent season. He wouldn't be someone that breaks the bank uh, like some of these guys that I've been talking about, um, like Demir Bird and Demarcus Robinson. They're not going to be bank breakers, but um, he could give you some good carries for the amount of money that you're going to pay him. And his addition would just come at the expense of one of the three running backs we already have, Moss Singletary Williams. Like, who do you want to get rid of to bring in Jamal Williams? When you think about it like that, I don't think you want to bring, I don't think you want to get rid of anybody. You know, I think if we can, I'd like to see Moss get a little more snaps in Singletary. Uh, he's coming off a little bit of an injury, but I think he'll be, he'll be fine. Singletary just had a down season. And while I was watching some uh, old games yesterday, I still saw Singletary making plays, especially in the passing game. I think if we can utilize our backs in the passing game more and kind of make them lethal that way, then the running game will open up for them. Uh, but we definitely need to address the offensive line, get some better run blockers in. Like I said, Wyatt Davis. If we got Wyatt Davis, Darrell Williams, Deion Dawkins, maybe Cody Ford, uh, and Mitch Morse, we got ourselves a very solid line. Uh, and I think that running game can most certainly make some noise next season. But that's all I got for guys I want to bring in in free agency. Yes, there are a lot of needs, but there's not that many needs compared to a lot of other teams. So we're pretty lucky. Um, we all know our offense is going to be elite-type talent, uh, elite, elite level. It's going to be putting up those numbers like they were. Uh, I don't see a step back in offensive production coming at all. What we really need to focus on is the defense and bringing in a defense that can blitz and a defense that can make plays in the backfield. Because last season, there were just so many times that we would get in the backfield and just like Trey, Trey Edmonds or Matt Milano are just whiffing tackles at the goal line or in the backfield. Um, it seemed like Jerry Hughes and Jordan Poyer uh, and sometimes Micah Hyde are like the guys that we can rely on to make backfield tackles. And those are secondary guys. Like we can't rely on our safeties to make plays in the backfield. You know, we got to have those types of guys on the line, hungry, fast, quick guys on the line. And I think Trey Hendrickson and Carl Lawson are two really, really good options. People that can bring that grit and determination uh, people that want to take down those quarterbacks. Uh, I think that that would be very, very important to us. So with all that being said, free agency is beginning very, very soon. So we're going to see a lot more moves coming, a lot more pay cuts happening. I'm interested to see what happens with Josh Allen's contract after Dak just made $164 million. Um, I put a tweet out which is kind of getting some love. But uh, I said Dak got $164 million. Looks like uh, Josh Allen's getting a billion. That's obviously an exaggeration. But um, I'm excited to see what he gets, whether that's a restructure this year or waiting till next year to see what that is. I, I think that's kind of a little bit of a hot topic right now. People are talking about that. I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter Um and it just seemed like we were kind of at the consensus that he's probably Josh is probably going to get like a five-ish year deal, and that'll probably be around forty to fifty million a year. 
I say pay the man. We've seen such a good progression in his talent and his production on the field. And in a way that we've never really seen it in the NFL, at least not in recent history and not from a lot of guys. And the guys that have done it have been Hall of Famers or have been very, very good NFL quarterbacks. So, you know, I like I think people can worry about like a Carson Wentz situation where you give him the bag and then all of a sudden he starts stinking. But I think it's different with him. I, I I have I had those feelings earlier in the season. I was like, oh man, like what if he performs really well this season and then falls off? But I don't think that's the case with him. He's such a hard worker. He's from a humble background. He's he's got no ego, it seems, and he just wants to work. And he's got a guy like Stefan Diggs right next to him, who's only going to make him better um, in practice, off the field, and on game days, I think those two really have a good formula going. So I think you can bet on Josh Allen taking more leaps in the future and finding that cemented elite status. So I think we're going to pay the man for sure. All right. So that's going to do it for episode two of a little more free agency talk on the all day Buffalo podcast. Uh, Thanks so much guys for listening uh listening this far uh and joining me for this little 30 minute conversation we like to have every single week um let me know if there's anything i can change let me know if there's anything that you like on twitter i am at all day buffalo on twitter i'm also helping out twitter operate or helping out operate the twitter at built in buffalo underscore so check us out over there uh we're doing some cool work we're getting all the best content and news out for you guys, uh, all those Bills fans. So we're trying to kind of create a brand that you guys can rely on for all the best news and all the most reliable news. So check us out there. Um, make sure you follow me at All Day Buffalo. So thanks again, guys. Um, and as always, go Bills. See you later, y'all.